Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Lob Lillard, he ducks it off the feed from Blake. Boom, chakalaka. Lillard with 14, elevating for that one. Blake's third assist. Damian Lillard has uh, asked the Blazers to trade him. Miami is preferred destination. There are some other teams, though, that I think would uh, like to explore a trade for Damian Lillard. Among them, perhaps the Utah Jazz. Joining us from Salt Lake City, Bill Riley, the fine radio show host of ESPN 700's show there. He is the voice of Utah Athletics as well. Bill, uh, this Lillard news, how, how, big a, how big a wave did that make over the weekend in Salt Lake City? Well, hey John, how are you? Uh, made a little bit of news here. We've been we've been kind of kicking it around for a while because after last summer, Ainge basically fleeced the Timberwolves and the Cavaliers, and he I mean just he accumulated so many first round picks, and he and his staff have been talking very much about taking a big swing this summer, not just with the draft, not really in free agency because it isn't really a great free agent class. They've been talking about wanting to land a star player. And the type of player they need, the, the Jazz are kind of opposite of the Blazers. The Blazers are pretty backcourt heavy. The Jazz are pretty frontcourt heavy. What they need is a star player and a star backcourt player. And uh, Dame, especially with his ties here, having you know gone to Weaver State, is still fondly tied to this state. was just here a couple of weeks ago. He comes and does a week-long camp every summer. He's probably outside of guys that are from, you know, that are jazz players. There's probably not a more popular NBA player in the state of Utah than Dave Lillard. I would say people here um, are, are, are intrigued by the possibilities. The, you know, the, the Lillard camp has expressed that they want to go to Miami. Does that give you any pause in, uh, you know, maybe getting some pushback from Lillard or, Given that he does do the camp there, he went to college there, do you think that might be a place that he could warm to? Well, here's the thing. I mean, the Blazers have to do what's best for the Blazers. What the Jazz did last summer, Donovan Mitchell wanted to go to New York. Well, New York didn't have what the Jazz wanted, so they sent him to Cleveland. I, I, no offense, I like Dave Lillard, but the Blazers don't owe him anything at this point in time. He wants to be traded. If they want to accommodate that, that's fine. But they've got to look out for what's best for their organization. And I'll be honest, if you look at what the Blazers want and need, they want picks. You know, they I don't you know, they want they want stuff for the future, first round picks and some assets. I'm just not sure that Miami can give the Blazers what they want. I mean, if you're gonna deal the guy, to me you've gotta you know, what's what's the the GM's name? Cronin? Is it Joe Cronin? Yeah, Joe Cronin, yep. He, he's got a job that he's got to worry about. His job is to put the best team on the floor that he possibly can. And I, I, I'm i just not sure him offers Lillard. Bill Riley, ESPN 700. Danny Ainge, his style, uh, Boston, he built a winner, he, and he contended. Utah, it appears that he walked through the doors and he immediately said, hey, we're going to accumulate draft picks, but – it, it feels like he'll use those picks at some point, or do or do do the does the organization are they posturing it all like, hey, it's nice to have draft picks like you know the Jazz and the Blazers haven't been huge players in free agency historically. Well, no, because this isn't a market where superstars want to necessarily come to play. 
But but to be fair, it's great to have draft picks. They made three of them this year, but at some point in time, and they've got a pretty young roster anyway. You you can only have so many young players, John. And I, I you know they've still got another nine or ten over the next four or five years. You added three rookies to your roster this year. You've got a couple of more first round picks next year and the year after. How many young guys can you really have? You know, the fact that they found out last year they had some good players. They got marketing from Cleveland. They got the Kessler kid as a throw-in in that Minnesota deal. The Abaji kid from Cam. They've got some good pieces. I think their timeline moved up. Then when they acquired John Collins from Pennies, who's a good player, too, that just needed out of Atlanta, you know, this team's a, I think this team's a playoff team now, John. If you plug a player like Lillard in, and again, if you've got nine or ten first-round draft choices over the next four or five years, what's giving up three or four of those to acquire a player that's still in his prime? Now, he's on the back side of his prime, but if you could plug him into what you've got here already, I, I think I think that's the type of swing Ainge would take. Look at what he did when he brought you know when he brought Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett to play with Paul Pierce in in uh, in Boston. He, he's not afraid to take chances, so I, it wouldn't surprise me. And I, again, I talk to a lot of people. I'm not plugged into the organization, but I know some. And somebody told me the other day that Danny, who's a great poker player is going to be very patient here and watch it what watch what kind of goes out there but the person I talked to said they want to take a swing at Dane Lillard Bill Riley ESPN 700 uh, that that's fascinating to hear that give us an idea because Blazer fans are are sort of wrapping their heads around the idea of life without Damian Lillard Jazz fans probably viewed a three-time all-star Donovan Mitchell as that guy just a few years ago, Bill, yeah. and and there he goes out the door. What was that like? It was a little disconcerting, but you could kind of feel it coming for a couple of years, John. Donovan was a lot like Dane. He never came out and said things publicly, but there wasn't great mojo in the locker room, and they had another really good player in Rudy Gobert. The two of them didn't get along. And that was part of what Ainge saw. When he came in last year, he was a fresh set of eyes on a situation that was not bad. I mean, the Jazz were a good team. They were a second-round playoff team, but they couldn't get over the hump. And when Ainge came in, he just saw the bad mojo that existed in that locker room, especially between Mitchell and Gobert, and said, we don't have enough here to win a championship. And we're going to strip this thing down. So it was tough. For, for people to see a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who was a really fun, really entertaining, involved in the community type player. But you kind of got the sense over the last year that he was maybe looking to move on. And then when they got marketing, you know, it's, I, I was liking it to this. You know, we've all bought houses. And you see that house that you really, really want, and either you, it gets snatched up before you're ready to go, or, you know, you just, the timing wasn't right. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find a house that I love as much like that. And then something else always comes on the market. Donovan Mitchell left. He, oh, they'll never, they'll never find. And then Lowry Markkinen comes in. He was an all-star last year. Walker Kessler came in, and he was this fresh breath of, you know, basically he was Rudy Gobert with an offensive game. So I, I think Jazz fans hated it in the moment. But then, you know, they've kind of adopted this slogan, in Danny we trust, and so they're kind of trusting Danny H. 
Man, he's got some proof of performance. I think that's a big difference. You got a great owner in Salt Lake City with the Jazz. You got a GM who's won a championship and built a roster that way and is a proven winner. Uh, Bill, we don't have those, th those things in Portland, I, and I kind of suspect that's why the Blazers are where they are today. Trustee owns the team. Joe Cronin, bless him. I think he's doing the best, but he inherited a broken roster. And I'm not sure he has the autonomy to make decisions. Um, if this is a protracted, drawn-out process that involves trustees and the vice chair of the team and maybe a GM has some autonomy, maybe he doesn't, do the Jazz have the stomach for that, Bill? Will they go into the late summer, if it comes to that, still chasing Lillard? I guess if he's good enough, they'll wait as long as they need to. Well, here's the thing, John. The longer you go, I think it's better for the team dealing for it. I always feel like you get better deals in the middle of the summer than you do late in the summer or even at the trade deadline. So, so to me, the longer this thing goes, the worse maybe it is for Portland and because everybody knows now, John, this is the thing. Ever the, the Blazers are now dealing from a, a position of weakness because Lillard has asked for the trade and the Blazers have said they're going to accommodate him. Everybody knows it now. And he doesn't now fit with what they want to do with Scoot Henderson and some of those other younger players. So uh, they should have probably dealt him sooner. I mean, it's always hindsight's always twenty twenty. But if this was the position it was going to come to, they would have been in a much stronger position at the end of the season or, you know, at some point in time last season than they are right now. So I think it, I don't think it bodes well for Portland the longer this thing goes, at least from getting a good deal. Now, I still think they can get a good deal. And I, I'll be honest, I, you know, I'm not an NBA, you know, I'm not an inside, but I, I follow it and I cover it a little bit here and, I like some of the young pieces you guys have in Portland. I like Anthony Simons. I, I like Scoot Henderson. I like Shaden Sharp. I think you've got some good young pieces there. You add a couple of first-round draft choices in the next couple of years that could be good first-round draft choices, and then maybe a couple of other existing assets. Maybe you've got a fun team again. Maybe Scoot Henderson's the second coming of Dame Lillard. Maybe maybe having Dame gone unlocks Sharp and in Simons a little bit more. I, I don't think, you know, again, going back to where the Jazz fans were the last summer ago with Mitchell, I don't think it's the end of the world for Portland. You just would have loved to have seen a guy that loved the community as much as Dane did, you know, have a little bit of a chance to bring a championship there. But, you know, you and I have been doing sports for a long time. Not everything has a great ending. Rudy Gobert goes from Utah to Minnesota. Uh, ends up with the Jazz getting five first-round picks. My fear, Bill, is that Portland's, using air quotes here, brain trust is going to want six first-round picks so they look smart here. Um, you know, and I think uh, when that trade went down, I mean, people in Utah had to say immediately what a steal that was. John, they got five first-round draft choices, and Walker Kessler, who was a runner-up for, you know, he was he was in the running. He made all-rookie team last year. He blocked as many shots as Gobert did. He's actually got an offensive game. And wouldn't do the deal. The five picks were great, but he wouldn't do the deal unless they threw Walker Kessler in. Here's the problem. You're not going to get five first-round picks for Dame Lillard because Minnesota was so dumb last summer. Everybody opened their eyes to it. I think you could get three and maybe four, but I don't think you'll get any more than that. 
And again, he's 33 too, so that's that's your other problem. Rudy Gobert was what was Rudy 29 or 30? Not as good a player as Dane, clearly, but a little bit younger. So I I, I think five. I don't, I just don't think anybody's going to do that again. Jazz certainly wouldn't do it, but I think if you get three, maybe four. Yeah, the Jazz opened uh, when this talk was uh, just starting uh, about a week ago. They were 70 to one to end up with Damian Lillard playing the first minute of next season uh, in a Jazz uniform. They dropped to 40 to one by Friday and off the board now, as uh, everything has gone off the board. Uh, 20 to one now, excuse me, 20 to one now. Um, you know, if you're a Utah fan, you are probably thinking, hey, I like the way this is trending. Bill Riley, ESPN 700, is with us in Salt Lake City. Bill, before I cut you loose, um, the meteorites deal for the Pac-12 conference, ongoing saga. I do expect something in the first uh, 8 or 12 days of, of July. I think it's trending that way. But what's the sentiment there? Take the temperature for us in Salt Lake City. I think it's probably the same here, John, as it is everywhere in the Pac-12. I think everybody feels – I think everybody just wants to see the deal. What? What's the deal? You want to see it. I want to see it. Utah fans want to see it. Duck and Beaver fans want – everybody wants to see what the deal is. Part of it's because they want to know, are, is my team going to contemplate leaving the conference, which you and I both agree, nobody's leaving the conference. But I think more than anything else, I think a lot of people want to see it because they want to see if it's as good as the Big 12s so it can shut up some of the Big 12 uh, conspiracy theorists that have claimed that everybody and their brothers leaving the conference to go everywhere but the Pac-12. So I think people here feel pretty good. You know, I don't think people I've talked to have made it sound like it's going to be comparable to slightly better than the Big 12s, which means I don't think anybody's leaving. Um but at the end of the day, Utah's in a good spot. You know, there's there's a lot of people that would love to have Utah as a member of their conference, but Utah likes being in the Pac-12. They like what they've established in 12 years here, and I don't think they have any desire to go anywhere. So I hope your number's right. I think you and I have talked about this about eight dozen times over the last six months, but I, 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 I would guess that we get an announcement you know, you and I talked last week. I thought it might be at the Pac-12 Media Day. You think it'll be a little bit before Sooner. that, and then we can Sooner. all talk about it at Pac-12 yeah. Media Day. Yeah, they're not going to want – I don't think they're going to want Media Day to turn into the media rights palooza discussion. I think they're going to want Media Day to be football. about They want football. it to be football. Football, yeah. if they're smart. But so let's, this, see how, let's see how smart they are. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great year in the conference. I, I just I, Utah, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, SC. My goodness, I think it'll be the best year from a competitive standpoint this league's seen. Um, so yeah, you don't want to spend that one day in Las Vegas detracting from you know two or three Heisman candidates and two or three potential playoff candidates talking about a media rights deal. Bill Riley, go have a great Fourth of July. I wish you the best, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Thanks, John. There he is from ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City. If you missed it, or even if you heard it, I got to play this again. Steven, you hear what he said about Danny Ainge and Utah? Oh, Getting I heard in it, on this? I heard it loud and clear. I, I, and again, he points out, like I looked into Donovan Mitchell too. Donovan Mitchell asked, he gave a list of three. He said he wanted to go to the Knicks, he wanted to go to Brooklyn, he wanted to go to Miami. And uh, the Jazz nodded and then traded him to Cleveland. Here's Bill Riley talking about Danny Ainge. I talk to a lot of people. I'm not plugged into the organization, but I know some. And 
Somebody told me the other day that Danny, who's a great poker player, is going to be very patient here and watch it. What watch what kind of goes out there. But person I talked to said they want to take a swing at Dave Lillard. There you go. They want to take a swing at Dame Lillard. Um, Blazers have to do what's best for them. Stephen, what's best for the Blazers organization? What do they covet in return for Damian Lillard in your mind? It's got to be draft picks and it's got to be younger players. That's the direction that they have said and they have done. And I said this last week and I said it the week before that actions speak louder than words of Joe Cronin. He wants to go young. He wants to go with Scoot and Shaden Sharp. You need guys on their timeline and that's young players and draft picks. And that's what you got to get for Damian Lillard. He is the best asset on the team right now. If you just give him away to Miami and you get Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson and Draft picks that are in five, six seasons, that doesn't help the Trailblazers. It doesn't help them. And you can't just give away Dame for nothing. Like, I understand that fans are mad, but you can't give him away for nothing with this type of asset that he has because he has value around the league, and you can really help yourself going forward. And you learn a lesson, right? You learn a lesson. When you had Dame, they didn't make any moves to get better as an organization. They didn't do what was better. They, they just had to put Band-Aids on everything and get these vets that didn't help. Well, you know what? Now you got Scoot and Shaden Sharp. Learn from your lesson and do what's best for the organization now with Damian Lillard. It's the best way to go about it. They need to get draft picks and young players for him. He, uh, is it news that Utah would take a swing at Damian Lillard? I don't think it's, like, newsy. It's interesting because I think every team out there that wants to win is going to assess their roster and go, okay, well, how do we, how do we make this happen? Golden State, Miami, uh, Boston the Jazz, the Lakers, everybody's going to be going, how do we get involved in this and make our team better? Uh, is Lillard play? Has he played this right? Has he misled fans? 503-417-7575. Tell me what you think. We'll talk about that coming up. I want your reaction, Blazer fans, on this special edition of the BFT in the run-up to 4th of July. We're talking a lot of Damian Lillard and a little media rights on today's show.